Welcome to Unlocked, a new segment of the Built for This podcast. I am your host, Coach Desi. I am super excited to bring you a new segment that is all about empowering and inspiring women from all over the world to reach their fullest potential. Each episode, I will be joined by a group of kingdom-focused women, and sometimes I may be by myself. These women are not afraid to talk about the real stuff. I'm talking from culture to kids to dream building, mindset, sharpening your skills. We're going to talk about all of it. We believe that it's time for women to discover their infinite potential, develop their strengths, and design their success their way. It's all about unlocking your potential. I promise you to bring you straight talk and thought-provoking insight from my own life, experiences, and the other women will share too. Promise to make this a place where you can think differently. Join us as we explore the depths of what it means to be a powerful and successful woman in today's world. It's time to get unlocked. Hey, Coach Desi here. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Unlocked. Have you ever had a roommate from hell? If you think back to your earlier college days or young adult years where you're striving to make ends meet and you've got to be in a roommate situation, or maybe your situation was with a a former lover, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, situation, maybe it was even a spouse or ex-spouse, I should say, and where you just had the roommate from hell. Something shifted in the relationship. Maybe it was someone that overstayed their welcome that at first you had invited into your space, into your inner sanctum. And for whatever reasons, whether you violated your own values or they violated something that you just didn't, you just, you were just refused to deal with anymore. And they just became the roommate from hell. That's what we're going to talk about today. But we're not going to talk about it from the perspective that you're thinking. Now, I mentioned ex-lover, ex-boyfriend, girlfriend, ex-spouse, whatever type of dead weight that you may have had to get out of your space. But the roommate that I'm going to talk to you about today that finds itself it's it's it took up residence, it left, but there's still traces of a roommate that I'd never ever asked to have. Did not treat me well, caused all kinds of emotional breakdowns, crying, pitching a fit, cussing, carrying on. And the crazy part about it was that If I tried to talk to my family about this roommate, some of my family just didn't even want to deal with it, didn't want to hear me, would push it off and say, hey, you know what, you'll be okay, you just need to make some other decisions. If I tried to talk to friends who had never had the experience of a roommate from hell, a roommate that never asked for, and they didn't have that experience, they couldn't relate, and all they could do was sympathize with me. And if you know anything about me, I'm not one who really likes sympathy. I never want someone to feel sorry for me. If I 
wanted to share anything about what I was experiencing with friends that didn't understand the ex- the experience I was having, I couldn't talk to them either. And if I'm being completely honest, when I would try to talk to God about the situation, multiple situations of roommates that I've had in the past, it would sometimes be a two-way conversation, but a lot of the times it was me talking, sharing, crying, screaming, cussing, just bringing everything in order to get God to move the situation because I just didn't like, I didn't like what I was feeling from all of it. What I'm going to talk to you about today is something that I'm living through, that I've been living through, and I'm sure that there are some of you out there that are either you've been through this, you've had this type of roommate, you're experiencing the challenges of this roommate, or you're going to experience this in the future. And what I want to share with you about today is grief. Grief. Grief became a roommate that I never, ever asked to move in with me. It showed up the first time where it hit me in a very major way when my little sister died at, in her early 20s. And then it hit me again when my mother died. And from 2016 on, and you can hear about the stories on previous episodes, but from about 2016 on, it was like grief and his cousins moved in and was like a bad lover. They just moved in, kicked their feet up, eating up all your food, taking up all your time, poking you every once in a while just to remind you that it's there. And it it always was a somewhat of a nuisance until I really started to get into the space of okay, what is it that is setting me off? What is it that's triggering me? And so there are a couple of lessons that I want to share with you if you are experiencing roommate from hell. And I say that that grief is a roommate from hell because it's something that none of us ever ask for. Now, grief doesn't always just come in the form of death of a person. It could be death of a relationship, death of a friendship. It could be death of an idea that you had for yourself, a dream, a vision. It could be death of hope. And for those of you who are entrepreneurs and you're out there just building on this vision, this dream, where you're following your heart to get to this place for yourself or for you and your family, grief can show up in many different ways. I can remember grieving the loss of a love relationship, romantic relationship that just cut me to my core. I grieved the loss of loved ones. I mentioned my sister and my mom, friends, best friends who died of illnesses, I've experienced the loss of a dream and who I thought 
I would be at this age in my life and versus who I have grown into being at this space in my life. So grief can show up in several different ways and how and how I have navigated it through the ups and the downs and the pain that comes from it or the memories of things lost or persons lost in my life have been varied. I've tried different ways. One of the lessons that I learned in really processing through loss, through grief, is I tried to outwork myself. One of the places in my life that during the most chaotic and most painful times that I found comfort, that I knew that I was a badass and I knew that there was order, I knew that there was control when everything was out of control, was in my work life. I could shake off (laughs) externally, or so I thought, what was happening with me to get the job done and to show up for the people that were looking to me for leadership, for support, for mentorship, for management, for productivity. And I could bust my ass and work. And I did it well. And I did it with ease. And then (laughs) when I would find my way into my car, in the quiet, at home, where home was where I was dealing with all of the emotions, I would just try my very best to close off. And The lesson that I learned in that is that when the shadows of the pain, whether it's deep or whether it is, it's vanished to some degree, but there's triggers, as opposed to trying to avoid, as opposed to trying to avoid thinking about it or acting on the emotion. I learned how to sit in the space of it. I learned to sit in the space of the darkness. I learned how to sit in the space of the quiet that screamed and shout. And I realized that the more that I tried to run from those hard feelings, the disappointment, the hurt, the pain, all all the crap that comes along with it, right? Because when you're going, when you're going through grieving, it takes all forms. The thing that really used to get to me is I would show up to, I would go to church and yeah, I could be in a space where I could worship and I could sing and I can cry and I could be in that space and just really looking for people that would see me and see beyond what they saw and really see me as opposed to giving me surface level. Hey girl, hey Desi, how you doing? Oh girl, you look so good. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear about what you're experiencing. And then they would scoot on about their way. And it would just feel so lonely. 
it would feel so incredibly lonely. And it was as if the roommate was showing up and roommate would show up, kick his feet, his feet up and be like, yeah, I got you. You ain't going nowhere. See, every time you try to get into a space of feeling good again, I just need to stroke you on your neck a little bit and let you know that I'm still here. <laughs> and this is something that went on for years. This wasn't a, I just got over it a couple months after. Like, it went on for years, if I'm being completely honest. But looking back, of course, hindsight is always twenty twenty. When I learned how to sit with the shadow, to sit with those uncomfortable thoughts, those thoughts that would really trigger me, that the anger, all to shit the sorry, I didn't mean to cuss there, to sit in the shadow of whatever the feeling was and to be okay in that space, to allow it to just run itself through me. One thing that I found was that when I would write, I could say whatever I wanted to on paper. I could release everything that I wanted to release on paper. And there it was, it was like a purge that would happen. And I would purge and then there would be something else and I would purge and there'd be something else. And then it just became a rhythm of digging out the crevices of the darkness of the shadow and finding my way into those glimpses of light that would come through. So one lesson that grief taught me was that it was okay to sit in the shadow, to sit with the silence, to sit with the pain, to feel it, to experience it. Another lesson that grief taught me I, I compare grief to to a lover, someone who you have, you didn't realize that the process is where the promise would come to pass, like the promise would come true. It's inside of the process of experiencing grief that I found love. I found a love and a true love. And that true love became a love that I had for myself because I was, I found myself sacrificing so much for so many other people. I'm the oldest of nine. I spent a majority of my teenage years my young adult years, my adult years, like being a grown, <laughs> a grown, grown woman, my adult years, spending so much time taking care of other people so that when, those sh when that shadow would come, I could find myself busy. And the thing that, the other lesson that grief taught me was that I, if I found love and I found a love for myself. I found a love for myself where it was okay. I didn't have to prove anything in order 
to be accepted by anyone. There was no proving that I had to do or show to anyone. And in that, I found a love for myself and honoring myself and my thoughts and my feelings and where grief would taunt me with memories of past. I could finally say, hey, you know what? It's okay. Because I love me now. What I lost, there wasn't a loss. There were lessons learned. And there was a love that was gained for myself. Now, that might sound all high and whatever and spiritual to you, but that's okay too. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make it like super spiritual or super religious or whatever. Um, but grief, it showed me love. And love is God. God is love. And for me, the process of choosing myself after the loss of a dream, where I grieve the dream after the loss of, of a relationship that I thought would last forever, and I grieve the relationship after the loss of friendships, and I grieve those things. Looking back, that lesson that grief taught me was that it was okay. All the love that I was giving out to everyone else and being that nurturer, that caretaker, that loyal lover, all those things, that it was finally okay for me to turn that around and turn that towards me and pour all of that love that I would give to so many other people, that I could pour that on myself. The third lesson that I want to share with you that grief has really taught me was that in dealing with other people, sometimes people can only support and love you at the level of pain that they have experienced. If they haven't experienced what you have experienced, it can be hard. And it can be hard, it can be very difficult not to internalize that and want to remove yourself from people. But what I found is that people can only deal with you according to the level of pain that they have experienced and made their way onto the other side of where healing has actually taken place, where there isn't something that you have to try to entertain their uncomfortableness with your pain. Like when people real, when you really understand that about others, then it's easier to give them some grace. It's also easier for you and I to love ourselves enough to say, hey, this space is not healthy for me. So I'm going to remove myself from this conversation, from this environment, from this group of people, friends, and find a space where you truly can belong and you truly feel embraced. And you don't have to, you don't have to give up a part of yourself and your process of growing 
through grief in order to make someone else feel better about how they can or cannot deal with your pain. So, roof, grief is a full roommate. And looking, being on the other side of the growth process that I've experienced in dealing with loss and the pain that comes along with losing a loved one or losing the vision that you have for your life, the growth that happens in the process if you're willing to go through the process and not try to hide, not try to avoid, not try to make up for, not try to place yourself in a space where you cannot heal. When you allow yourself to grow through the process and be on the journey of being in the process, does it ever go away? No, it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. When that love is real, especially when you've lost someone that you love, when that love is real, that longing, that missing, that doesn't go away. Ladies, it doesn't. But what does happen is that you will grow your way through it. You will grow your way through it. And when those feelings come up, being able to name them and identify them and allow them to speak loudly. And then you take control and say, you've had your turn to speak and now it's my turn. And I choose to love me. I choose to support myself. I choose to be a better person. I choose to let the tears fall. I choose to remember love. I choose to open myself up for whatever the next thing that is supposed to be for you. Like, this life is for us. This life is for us. And it's beautiful and it's magical and it's lovely. And how we decide to allow ourselves to go through the process, to go through the journey. And allow this roommate to know their place can be the difference between how long it takes for you to get to where you desire to be and make life magical for yourself. I appreciate you taking the time to spend with me and listen, and I would love to get to know how has grief shown up in your life and how have you dealt with it? Until next time.